You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. And let's get into today's episode. My guest today is Dre McKee, who is your title Director of Marketing? Yes. Okay, so Director of Marketing uh, for USA Software. Yes. Which is a really exciting title, especially when you put USA in front of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for inviting me down. Um, you know, most people obviously would know you know, OU softball and OSU softball and Oklahoma softball people love. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes on down here, um, which we'll get into. Uh, you know, I pull up in the parking lot and there's a busload of softball girls doing, going on a tour and spending dollars in the in the museum shop and stuff like that, which is awesome to see. You know, it's not just a destination that people come to once a year, which is nice to have, you know, those, those girls dream, right, of playing out there one day maybe um but before we get into all that tell, tell me a little bit about you how do how do you you know how do you as a young girl fall in love with softball and end up you know working for usa softball What's yeah so i actually started playing softball when i was four okay. um my parents just put me in to play so tried it out along with a lot of other sports um but continued to play softball and i had to make a decision between which sport I wanted to play most, um, when middle school, when middle school hit. So, um, I was, I guess the basketball or softball. Um, and I was a lot better at softball than I was basketball. So I uh, decided to stick with softball and, um, throughout high school started to get recruited, um, collegiately. Um, so ended up paying off and I got a scholarship to play at Oklahoma state and I played all four years at Oklahoma state, um, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, my senior year coach G who is the coach now, um, came on as the head coach and completely flipped our organization around. And now they're one of the top um, softball organizations in, in the country. So um, very excited for them in this year. Uh, but post playing, um, I actually very, 
ironic. Um, my, my sister, Erin Miller, she played at OU. Um, she had a former teammate that actually worked here at the Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, I'd never met her, but I knew who she was and I knew she worked here and I knew I needed to find an internship over the summer. So um, I actually saw her out at a restaurant one weekend and walked up to her and I was like, hey, Destiny, um, I'm Dre. I play at Oklahoma State, and I need a summer internship. Um, are you, do you guys have internships? And she's like, yeah, we do. I'll send you the information, um, and then you can apply, and, and we'll go through the hiring process. And ended up working out, and I got um, the internship summer of 2016 and worked my butt off. Um, and then after that, I still had a semester left to graduate um, with my degree in marketing. And um, they asked me to work part-time, if I could work part-time and finish out school. So I ended up doing that, traveling back and forth between Stillwater and Oklahoma City. And it worked out great. As soon as I graduated in December of 2016, they offered me a full-time job. Um, I was actually on the events department um, side of things. And then once a marketing position opened, I applied for that, went through the um, hiring process and then kind of worked my way up from there. And now I'm the director of marketing. Yeah. Amazing. So obviously there's a lot more to unpack there. Um, were you, uh, and you mentioned your sister going to OU, was she already OU before you signed to OSU or did you go first? No, we actually committed very close. Um, she committed to OU before I committed to okay. OSU. We're the same age. Um, there's a backstory there too, but, uh, she, we went, we gr both graduated in 2012. She went on to Norman and I went to Stillwater. Okay. A yeah. lot of internal family competition there. Oh yeah. It was, it was actually a lot of fun. Cause like if, when we played each other, like our dad would wear OU hat, OSU shirt, mom would wear OSU hat, OU shirt. So it was cool. Yeah. Which it seems common, right? With Oklahoma kids that like there's, there's families that have not just been, not just your family has been in that situation. You, you kind of see that yeah. every now and then, Yeah. you know, there's kids going, um, or, or wherever they're at, there's like sisters that play in softball that play for rival universities and, you know, they're, they're playing against each other at some point. Exactly. Which makes for a really cool family occasion. Yes, right? it was, it's a lot of fun. It's still, it's still a, a rivalry when they play each other um, yeah. today and we're sitting in the stands and Aaron's in crimson and cream and I'm in orange and black, so. <laughs> Trying not to uh, strangle each other, depending on the outcome. Exactly. But yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the beauty of sports, right? Like it brings people together and doesn't matter what team you support. Like you're all out there for the love of the, this game that you played and shared and support now or team or whatever it is. Like it's, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of sports. I think every kid should play some form of sports growing up and learn how to lose because it's valuable. Yes, it is. Right? Life lessons That's for why sure. We have school boards. Uh, we could get into all that, but I'm not going to now. <laughs> uh, people who listen to this podcast know that. You know, that's kind of how I stand on that. But um, so, so growing up, then you go, you go to, you're in Tulsa. You mentioned you go to Jenks High School, mm -hmm. and then you go on to um, play at Oklahoma State. What is that? You know, what is kind of that's exciting going to a big university, right? Like, you know, and, and thankfully it's not super far from from Tulsa, right? Um, I mean, what what's like what just going through your mind when you're going when you visit? You're on campus freshman year, and you're like, I'm a college athlete now, and I'm wearing greatest orange in this this entire world honestly at 18 years old um it's scary you're away from your family for the first 
time um, living on your own and you just kind of figure it out. Um, thankfully, I had a team full of girls that also had to figure it out and we had upperclassmen to kind of like guide us on what to do, what not to do, um, kind of like give us a warning on things. And so, I mean, it was definitely scary, but it, I think playing a collegiate sport for me taught me time management um, because you're, you have 6 a.m. workouts and then from workouts you go grab a bite to eat, get to class, and then you have practice right after your classes. And after practice, you have to go to tutoring um, because freshman year you have a certain amount of hours that you have to do a study hall. So definitely scary, but you just figure it out, honestly. And you lean on your teammates as an athlete. And um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something different. Like, uh, you know, being a, a, also a college athlete and, and, you know, you're playing and practicing and studying at the same time. I don't know how other students fail out when they don't do a sport. <laughs> you just, you're here to study and that's it. Yeah. How do you not have two degrees? And like, right. I can do all of this, you know, yeah. at some form of standard and you can just, you just have to show up to class whenever it is. You know? Right. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, how, how did I do that? But like right. in the moment, you're just like, you got to do it. You got to go. Yeah. So. That's super cool. So you get there, then like I said, you're thrown, you know, you're, 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 going to 6am workouts, you're, you're a part of a team. Did you know anybody on the team already when you were going there or not? I didn't. Um, I mean, a couple of visits that I went on, of course, I met, met some of the girls, um, but I didn't know anyone um, very closely. I, of yeah. course, knew some of the girls in my class that were coming in with me, um, but I had never played with any of them or wasn't like very close with yeah. any of them. But I mean, you were there for all four years, obviously enjoyed yourself, had a great time. Um, what would, what would you say would be like, you know, those, those highlight moments for you that, you know, you might have a picture of on, in, in your office or whatever, like what were those standout moments for you during those four years? I think the friendships, um, stick out the most uh of course like i'm like i've been mentioning like the life lessons you learn as a collegiate athlete are incredible um but it's outside of the field uh the relationships that i built and the friendships that i have that will last forever uh those moments um specifically on the field i'll always like my senior year was the best year um for me and a lot of that is kudos to Coach G, our head coach, um, because he just came in there and was like, we're going to turn it up. And the whole senior class was very hungry for change, and we wanted to win, and we wanted to really flip the program and, and change the culture of how everyone thought of Oklahoma State softball. So um, I would say, honestly, one of my fondest memories is my senior my senior year, um, one of my closest friends, Tiffany Mickelson, she broke the home run record for our school. Um, and I'll never forget, she like had this conversation. She's like, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this without my teammates. And it was just felt good because like she wasn't, she's very selfless. Um, but I think that was something that I'll like hold on to forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, you you know you you mentioned being hungry for change as a senior. What was that culture that had to change? Like was it just I mean, and what was OSU softball known for at the time? 
not what it is now. Yeah, so we weren't winning. <laughs> um, we definitely, the, my first three years, um, we hadn't beaten OU, and that changed um, in a long time, and that changed. Um, and we just, like, I don't know. It was, like, the leadership just wasn't there, and so from from the very top and so like our upperclassmen were kind of just like okay let's just let's let's go to practice let's get it done um and it wasn't like a go-getter mentality and that changed yeah and um really once we once the confidence was instilled in us from the top it was like we can do this sure. um so yeah that i would say yeah how uh, how did coach g go about you know circling you all up and getting you on board and, and really starting the foundation for that change. Cause it's great when it's already changed, right? Mm-hmm. The, the hardest part is being in a program for three years that you're used to something and yeah, you might be hungry for change, but you're, you're generally ingrained to do, to not, you know, right. You're like, Hey, we've been doing this. I know this is how we've always done it. And it is exciting when someone comes in and says, we're going to change things. Right. But there's, it's different to actually do it. So Absolutely. How, how did that happen? How, how did he get everyone to, coach you get everyone together and, you know, do all that? I think he would agree to this. Um, I was probably the hardest one to get through, <laughs> <laughs> too. Uh, and he, he, I mean, we laugh about it now, but uh, he honestly, he picked up the phone, called every single one of us before we even had to report back to campus and kind of told us that he's not here to, to mess around like we're going to change what's been going on and and things are going to change and you just have to like be open to to that and so we all knew that going into when we had to report back to campus um but when we got there more importantly he made us feel like even more home away from home um we went to his house and we'd have cookouts and um christmas we would like we'd have christmas party at his house holidays at his house um so he just made us feel more welcome, I guess, and more like a family. Um, and so we didn't have that before. Uh, and then I think as a team on the field, um, really, he just, he was like, I want you guys to ha- play with swag. I want you guys to go and do your thing. Like, I'm not here to tell you, like, this is how you're going to play. You need to play how you play and play to the best that you can. And so I think that just gave us the freedom. We kind of like just let loose from there and, and came together as a team. And like I said, the upperclassmen, we were we were hungry for change. So I think us buying into what he wanted helped the lower classmen buy into it as well. Uh, but for me, like I'm I'm kind of a cold person once you first get to know me. And having the first three years, how I did, I was kind of skeptical for for a little bit. And um, he kind of had to dig through the layers with me um, before he could really peel back what who I was and like what I was about. Um, but about halfway through the season, we had a conversation. We just really gelled really well yeah. from there. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of, you know, it's great to be a part of a winning team, but it's also great to be, I think it's greater to be a part of a team that's really turned things around. Right. Absolutely. It's always nice to come into a team that's doing great. The culture's awesome. You just kind of join in, but when you've, you know, you know what it's like to lose, right. You know, it's like to just punch in, feel like you're punching a clock every day, Yeah. showing up, not really feeling like we have to put in much effort because we're just run of the mill. It's just, yeah, we're college athletes, but you know, we're not the elite. Exactly. And then you, like I said, you go from, you go to that moment and you go to 
no, we are. They play with some swag. Like we are, you know, we are the bee's knees. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it, especially being a senior too, that must've been super special because you know that I'm done after this, right? Like right. The, it's highly likely that I'm not going to go and play. I'm not going to have these experiences in a stadium with fans ever again. And as heartbreaking as that is, you want to make it as best as you can. Exactly. What, what position did you play? I was an outfielder. Okay. Yeah. Mainly left field. Okay. And so what was that first, like, I don't know, is, is there a moment during that season that you're like, oh, we, like, we are different now. Like we're winning games. Like, was there a kind of like an, a standout game or a, a hit or, I mean, or was it more of just gradual and then you go on and have a great season and veto you? I, w- I wouldn't say there was one moment um, that it like clicked because it definitely was gradual. Um, we just got better and better and gelled more and more throughout the season. But there's one in particular series. We were playing Texas and I, I didn't start that game, but I ended up going and in, in playing um, left field and our pitcher, we were down a couple runs our pitcher, um, she's like pointing at me like, hey, get ready. Basically telling me like the ball's going to be hit to me. Okay. And, and like, how often does that actually happen? And it did. And I just remember like, I, it was a great catch. I caught it on the run at the wall. And then at that moment, it was like our whole team just came together and we were like really excited about what we could bring to the table. And I feel like that was the moment that like as a team, um, it was kind of like, we're, we're good. We know we're good. Uh, we just have to show it. Uh, so I think it was more gradual, but for me seeing the team and like, they probably didn't realize like we're all coming together right now. Um, and I didn't realize it at the, at the moment, but looking back, uh, that would definitely be something, a moment that sticks out to me that I realized. Yeah. Do you play um, Bedlam Home and Away as well, like uh, like basketball and other sports, or do you just play at one side every year? So it's changed a lot. Um, sometimes it is one. It's been in the past one game away, one game home. We've even even had one game here, like a neutral site. Um, but now they're doing three game series all at home. Uh, so this year they will be in Stillwater. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not that many people in this state that can say that they've played Bedlam. And also, I mean, what's that experience like? Doesn't matter what sport it is. Like, what is that experience like when you're teaming up against the enemy effectively, right? <laughs> you know, and you're right. just like full of energy yeah. as a college athlete, like we are going to destroy you and then we're all going to be friends after. But right. like, on the field, it's it's win or lose. Right. So when I was playing, we actually never won the series against okay. OU. Um, but now uh, they give them a run for their money, for sure. And uh, I think that just because of the rivalry and um, how successful OU and OSU is now, it's become more and more popular. And I think the fans in the stands that are behind the game, whether that's OU or OSU, makes it that much more exciting. And honestly, I think that it depends on who's in the circle on, on both sides, uh, but they're, they're really the battery of yeah. the game. So they're, they are the energy. And so um, I think the feelings all stimulate from kind of like what the pitcher's feeling uh, and how the game's going, whether that's a winner or a lose. But uh, I feel like before, of course, you're always like going into the game, we're going to beat them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
What's it like playing against your, you playing against your sister oh, at yeah. Lum as well? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was fun, yeah. but definitely it was game time. Once the game time started, it was, I mean, yeah, yeah you're my sister, but uh, we're here to win. Do you, uh, is there a lot of trash talk leading up to it with you, you and your sister? Uh, not necessarily like to each other. Okay. No. And again, when I was playing, oh, you dominated. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think now it's, it's changed yeah. drastically. Because oh, you dominated in that, did you then go to the World Series to like watch with your family, to watch your sister out there and, you know, oh, yeah. effectively like obviously she's family, so you're supporting her. But again, while you're with your still water friend, she's the enemy. <laughs> like, yeah. But again, like it's so cool to kind of come here and be a part of that family, right? And, Absolutely. And support your sister. Yeah, so. I always supported her. Um, OU would always host super regional, regional, super regionals. Um, and then more than, I think three out of her four years, she ended up at the world series. So yeah. I would always, yes, come and support her when she played in the world series championship game. I even wore OU. My skin was burning, but I did it for her. Um, and then there's actually photos on social media. I'm sure you can find them. But, um, when she won, I had OU shirt on, we had a picture down, yeah. um, on the field together. So yes, I always supported her. Yeah. I'm sure like for your parents, that's like just such a cool, proud moment to have, you know, two daughters out there doing the things that they love at a college level and then supporting, you know, there's nothing worse than nothing better than having, you know, the winning too, right? Like being out there and having that family photo. Yes. You know, I know it's a little bittersweet because it's not a ring on your finger. Right. But at the same time, like it's a family thing. That's absolutely. That's yeah. Really cool. uh, it's really cool. You, you, you can find photos to uh, our senior night. Um, so it happened my senior night in Stillwater was when we played OU. So oh, really cool. we were all there together. Yeah. Um, it was a really special moment. And then same for her senior night, we were in Norman. So um, really special. And like we got to give each other little gifts on the field. And yeah. it was really that, cool that with our out. family. That's so, yeah. really nice. Then shout out, you know, Thanks. That's really nice for mom and dad too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, at the time, you guys were like, oh, this is kind of cool. But your mom and dad are probably like screaming with tears, just like yeah. this is such a great moment. Uh, so obviously, you have a, you know a blast four years in college, and like I said, you get an internship here. Do you think about like, and forgive me for not knowing the state of professional softball at the time that you graduated? Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, and then obviously we can lead into you getting a job here. Yeah. So professional softball, it was there. Um, but very hard to make a living mm -hmm. off of just playing softball. So I knew that wasn't my avenue in life, um, but I knew that I wasn't ready to give up softball either. Yeah. Uh, it was the NPF when I graduated um, and they had, I want to say like five teams, maybe um, five or six teams. And honestly, when I graduated um, high or college, more so the the talk of softball was the Olympic team because we were in for 2020. Okay. Um, and so really I was just like, no, nah, that's not, that's not the route that I want to go. Um, but I knew I wasn't ready to step away from softball sure. completely. So why, uh, why marketing? Why did you choose marketing as a degree in school? <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to be an orthodontist. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but labs and being a collegiate athlete, 
didn't go very well. So my academic advisor, she, we just got to know each other really well. And she was like, your personality, like what you can do in the marketing world, I feel like would be very beneficial and you would like it. So why don't you try marketing? And I was like, okay, well, sure. Let's sure. do it. Yeah, that's pretty much the conversation I had with my advisor, but I didn't want to be an orthodontist. I just yeah. like to play golf. Um, and marketing was one less accounting class. So for me, that was enough. Um, so I also have a marketing degree. Uh, so, so yeah, you get the internship here and you kind of get bitten by like the, the bug of events, right? Like you're the total opposite, you know, you're within the same sport, but you are now a part of the event staff and mm -hmm. seeing how these things run and all of the stuff that goes into making, you know, a successful event happen. And obviously grad, you know, graduated and worked for that. You, you studied and, um, worked for that first internship, but then you get a job here and, you know, if I had a job in golf in marketing, I would probably really enjoy my days. Yeah. So I'm sure that I am sure that, you know, you don't hate what you do, right? Yeah. You're still here. Which right. means that like it clearly went well. Um but yeah, what was like that those first kind of I mean, after you graduate and you start working here full time, what what's you know, obviously people know this place for, you know, the World Series, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on here around that. Yeah. So what you know, what was that like? Yeah, honestly I had no idea what what the internship would turn into. I was really just like, I know I need to get something on my resume. So uh, I, I took the opportunity on the event side and it just happened that someone was leaving when I was graduating college. So I uh, got offered a full-time job as soon as I graduated in December of 2016. And I was an event coordinator for six months um, and then got moved up to a manager role after another person left. Um, and everyone that works in the events um, industry knows it's a grind. Uh, you don't just get to show up to the event and it runs itself. So yeah, when I was my first year, we had about 30 events um, that we put on and there was two of us, uh, Destiny actually, that helped me get the intern internship uh, and myself. And so between the two of us, we did 30 events starting in March all the way through um, October and our last event being uh, fast pitch state championships, um, which is fun. And we, we did everything. We did concessions, we did third party vendors, um, and then of course, putting on the actual event here. So uh, from there, I knew like events is such a grind um, and being here, you're here 16 hour days when the events are going on. So I was like, yeah, I love this. I love being in involved in the sport, but events I don't think is my avenue. Uh, so once a marketing position opened up, mm -hmm. I applied for it and went through the hiring yeah. process. So and and like obviously that's you know USA Softball is is the company you work for and the brand you work for. Mm -hmm. Even though softball is massive in this state, um, you know people probably people don't think that it's that enough about it being USA softball. They probably think, oh, it's like OU and OSU and we're just, this is right. They, that's probably one of the misconceptions. Yeah. It's like, no, we actually like have an organization and like it's yeah. quite a big one. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the Olympics is it's quite a big deal. Right. right? So yeah. there's not a lot of, uh, what, what were those events then? You said 30, like roughly, like what were those? Yes. Are they all based softball based events? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they range, um, we do fast pitch and slow pitch, and then they range from 12 and under all the way up. We have a 65 and over 
slow pitch. Um, we actually have a championship for that. So, um, but yeah, collegiate level, um, youth level, and then adult level fast and slow pitch. So since you've been working here full time, what has been like some of the real big changes that you've seen since you've worked here? Specifically at the stadium, uh, the city of Oklahoma City has put in around 28, a little over 28 million into renovations to um, improvements of of the stadium. Mm -hmm. When I first got here, it was only the lower bowl of 5,000 permanent seats. And now we have an upper deck uh, with an additional 4,000 seats, which has been awesome, which means growth is happening in softball. Um, We get to have more fans at the Women's College World Series. Now the Big 12 tournament Um, that we host here is also utilizing the upper deck as well as um, we're hosting a Oklahoma Hall of Fame classic. So they're doing a weekend tournament the second weekend of third weekend of March. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're depending on ticket sales, they're going to utilize the upper deck as well. Yeah, that's I mean, like over your time being here, just being such a, you know, fan of the sport, you know, played the sport since you were four years old. It must be super fun to see like the construction of an upper deck, right? And every year this place, you know, it gets more hype. And, you know, if the city's going to invest $28 million or more, clearly, you know, it brings a huge draw to the city and and dollars from out of state. But also like the TV coverage is off the charts that week, right? Yes. You know, and, and it's just how do we develop and how do we grow that buzz into a yearly thing, isn't it? And that's exactly the good thing is you have that buzz to start with. Exactly. It must be super exciting. I mean, it's this very place fun. is like the house is falling down when this place is full, right? It, it must be so loud. Yes, it's very fun. Um, and our events team now is doing a great job of, of bringing in more college um, teams to play. Yesterday, we just announced that we'll host a uh, rematch of OU Texas Mm. um, on March 31st Uh, so they'll only play one game here and then they'll play their other two in Norman Uh, so yeah we're definitely making some changes on on that end and they're constantly evaluating the growth of of what kind of events we're hosting yeah Um, so the the events team is doing a really good job on bringing um, outside events yeah talking about then the USA softball team like what uh, does your job kind of entail regards to the marketing side of things for them? Obviously, it's not just here in Oklahoma, but, you know, there are Olympics to go to, right? Yeah. You know, like it's it's a pretty big deal. Right. What I mean, what... Yeah, what, so I'll go back do? go back to uh, 2019 when we were ramp- starting to ramp up and figure out what we were going to do leading up to the Olympics. We know we wanted to do some kind of uh, tour around the U.S. to do like exhibition games. Mm-hmm. So we created what we called the Stand Beside Her Tour, and I helped a big, t- or I helped a lot on the marketing side and the branding and the messaging of like what the Stand Beside Her Tour would look like. And then my number one priority on Team USA side is sponsors and donors, and um, giving the girls more opportunities to to train and they don't have to pay for the those trainings and then on top of that like eventually my goal is to have so many sponsors that we're able to pay the usa athletes um non-olympic years we actually don't get funding from the usopc so we're not able to to fund our athletes um other than per diem or um, covering their travel expenses 
So outside of the Olympics, um, they still travel or they still compete internationally. And um, we're actually this year, we're going to field a U15 team to go play in Peru and Japan. So are you going? I'm not going. No. no. Have you, did you go to the Olympics? I did not because it was uh, COVID. So oh, of course it was. Yeah. So only one um, one of our communications um, employees could go, and then the rest was our uh, national team staff. Yeah. Yeah. You will go to one at some point. I'm sure, <laughs> right? Like, LA 28. My fingers are crossed. Well, yeah, it's here, isn't it? That'd yeah. Be, yeah. It's in LA. So. And obviously, softball. Fingers crossed, will be involved. Fingers crossed. Like, yes. The stadiums as baseball stadiums. You guys can play baseball stadiums. Right? Oh yeah, we played a baseball yeah. stadium in Tokyo. Right. So yeah, no brainer. Fingers crossed. Although it's hopefully a shoe in. Uh, if I was in your position and it wasn't, I'd be extremely mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be mad for you. It's like it's in our backyard. Why yeah. would you not do that? Right. Um, but yeah, that that is super exciting because you know, especially in a, a, an Olympic level. Mm-hmm. I mean there's not much else to go after you've played in Olympics, right? And right. you've had the chance to win an Olympics. I mean, part of one giant team at that point, right? Not just your softball, there's all of that. Like All of Team USA. So yeah. cool to do that. Uh, I hope you get that opportunity at some I point. hope so too. Um, and if it's here, then hopefully you get to take mom and dad with you as well, <laughs> the family. Um, what would be um, some of the misconceptions that, you know, that might drive you mad every now and then. Yeah, I think probably not. I think one of the number one questions that I get is what is the NGB, uh, the national governing body, and that is USA Softball and how we're qualified to be the national governing body is through the USOPC, so the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee. And uh, we are the only softball organization that fields an Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And I think... When you, as a grassroots player, as a youth player, even slow pitch adult teams, when you register with USA Softball to play in our events, you are contributing. We're a nonprofit, so you're contributing back to those national team programs. And it's not just the women's national team. We also have a men's national team that goes in and competes internationally, too. So when you're playing in USA softball events around the country as a grassroots player or coach or even umpiring and you're registering with us, you're contributing back to that national team. Yeah. And that was going to be like, my next question was when you mentioned youth development, like you started when you were four, like this starts somewhere. Yeah. Has there been any big changes like and how that's been done over the years just to widen the spectrum and get more kids involved in softball? Yeah. So one of our, initiatives or one of our partnerships with is with major league baseball and uh together with usa baseball we have the play ball initiative and it's a free uh, initiative that we really just go out and introduce the game bat and ball sport to kids and um it they go all over the the country um to try to just introduce the the game to people and i think that's one of the biggest things is now kids are playing video games and they're not really going outside as much so how do we get the kids interested in in the bat and ball sport and that's one of our initiatives that, yeah. that we do do you ever think about coaching yourself i have tried it i still give hitting lessons here yeah. and there uh, but it's a time commitment and i feel like for me i love softball 
but I work here. So when I'm not here, I'm like, okay, let's go watch a movie or let's go shopping (laughs) or let's go travel. Let's go do something else rather than be at the softball field. So not going to coach. No, no. It takes a special kind of person to coach. Absolutely. It's not me. It's a a full-time job. It's a commitment and I don't have the patience for it. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, I have a lot of respect for people who do coach because, you know, it's, it's incredible what they do, but even if they're not great coaches, it's still the time consuming. <laughs> it's still time consuming and they're dedicated. So yeah, it's, uh, God, I mean, I, I definitely, I would, I would be so bad at coaching. <laughs> not because I would be, a, I don't think I'd be a bad teacher. I would just be like, I just, it would be a disaster. But Controlled chaos. It would be, that's a great way to put it. Um, any sort of big things happening this year? I mean, we're this is opening day, right? We're recording an opening day for college softball. Yep, um, for Division One, it is opening yeah. day. Yeah. So, but what what else is? I mean, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to this year, other than you know the World Series? Yeah. So for USA softball specifically, um, it's our 90th anniversary. Okay. So we're doing a year long um, marketing campaign, uh, digital marketing campaign for that, and uh, doing some different things with like how softball started, how we started. Uh, so follow along on USA softball yeah. social media, uh, to get some history of our game. But yeah, we're really excited for that, um, to come to life. And then outside of that, this is actually, I think our third or fourth year we're hosting Langston university, uh, HBCU, um, event and major league baseball is actually, um, supporting that as well. So it's really exciting, uh, something that we're, that's growing. Um, we'll continue to support and, um, yeah, yeah. We're also, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. we're also, um, going to be hosting the Oklahoma city spark, uh, their home game series here at the stadium, which is really exciting. This is the first year, um, that we have a women's professional softball team in Oklahoma city. And, uh, I'm excited to see, see the turnout and the fans come support and they announced some big time OU players are on that team. And hopefully those fans will come over and, and watch here as well. Do you, um, I, I, and I'm, this is an assumption, um, if it's like golf and it'll be true is the softball world very small, very connected, you know, everybody. So it's like a real big family. And I know we can use family as a buzzword, but like <laughs> it is a family. When you see people from other teams, you mentioned the spark, you probably have a lot of friends who are involved just in the organization. So it must be really cool to just host them at your facility. Yeah, it, it, we are definitely softball is it's very small world and everybody knows everyone. And yes, you do show up for your friends and you support, even if you didn't, if you played against each other in college you'll they'll still come out and support yeah that's super cool to have right because like you always have those memories of you know hey we beat you you beat us whatever but you know when you end up going to each other's weddings and like yeah exactly like like birthdays and going on vacation together like it's not just it goes a lot further than just college teammates at that point doesn't it or going to the lake or whatever it is that you yeah lifetime friends yeah which is that's super special and that's the one beauty about playing team sports is you know you're gonna have especially at college level like you're gonna have those friends forever you know especially if they stay in the state right um but the, the other thing I was going to mention is, you know, when I showed up here, there was people in, there, there's a Hall of Fame and a museum and a store here. Free to come in, I assume, and see yes. people can swing by anytime? Yeah, so our, our museum is free. Mm-hmm. And yes, we do have a gift shop attached to the to the museum. Um, but yeah, we're, our 
open Monday through Friday. Um, and then when we have events going on on the weekends, we're open on the weekends yeah. as well. And then there was a huge tour bus here as well. Do people just call up scheduled tours and how do, how do they do that? Yes. So we do tours, um, scheduled tours of the stadium, the gift shop, museum, all of that. And yeah, you can just call um, or you can go uh, to usasoftball.com and find our events team. Uh, Molly Green is actually the one that does the scheduling for the tours. All right. Yeah. So finishing up then, um, obviously everyone knows this place for the College World Series. What is like your role in that, in getting to that week, you know, because it's a full week, right? It's a full week. And, yes, you know, it is. You've got people coming in from all over the country. You know, it's a, this place is packed out. Mm-hmm. It's a huge event. What is it like for you on the ground that week? I'm sure you don't sleep, but like, what, you know, what is, take us through that week. What is it like? Um, you know, I'm sure it's super exciting and the lead up to it, but from someone who works in the organization and is here on the ground helping everyone and, you know, it's all hands on deck. What, uh, what's that like? Yeah, my heart goes out to the events team because it is a grind for them, for sure. Uh, Now, transitioning into the marketing side, my role's changed quite a bit, and I'm not here for 24 hours um, a day. But I am more so leading up to the Women's College World Series. We have some USA athletes that will come in, and they'll do appearances and autograph signings and photos and and that kind of thing uh, to not only build their brands as athletes, but for the USA brand as well. And then in partnership with the NCAA, um, the U.S. or the yeah the USOPC created Olympians made here uh, at the collegiate level. So uh, we we did a ceremony on the field with our USA athletes last year um, because it was the year after mm-hmm. the Olympics, and so that is one of the things. And then I'm also hosting a big chunk of our sponsors. They come in uh, for the event and. That's dinners or happy hours or whatever they want to do outside of watching the games. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm doing during that week. That's the fun side of your yeah, job, right? It you is. get to host people, <laughs> have a drink, have some, you know, watch, yeah. watch some softball and have dinner and entertain, which is the, that's the fun side of marketing. Yes, it is. Right. Uh, well, with that being like, you know, such a huge draw and, and a lot of people see that, you know, you get to parlay that into, Hey, we're not, you know, it's not just Oklahoma softball in general, like, where you, the home of softball, this is USA softball, and you get to really utilize that week as a way to show off this place. Um, do you really get to enjoy the games then? I assume you're not, like you said, you're not on the event side. So right. You're not like stressing or working 24-7. You really get to also be a fan too, which is a really unique experience, especially when you work here and then this game's going on and like, oh, I have a ticket. I'm going to go sit with my friends and my parents and watch the game. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I'm entertaining. So a lot of the times I'm sitting with the sponsors and building relationships with them. And um, some of them have never been here. So I'm explaining the game to them um, and how that works. And so really, yeah, I do get to enjoy the games, which is, it's that's the awesome part of, of what I do now. Uh, but yeah, entertaining and, and just building closer relationships with the sponsors and uh that's what I'm doing during. Yeah. Well, it's great that the sport is growing and you, like, you know, you're a part of, of a team that's helping grow that, not just here, but around the nation, Yeah. which, you know, you're making a real impact. And, you know, if you, you bring out, you know, young kids who start playing and their parents are like, Hey, we, you know, we're playing cause we saw, you know, something that you guys must've done. Right. Like that kind of hits home a little bit when you, you have a direct impact mm-hmm. you know, when 15, 10, whenever many years from now, you know, 
someone may come up to you and say, hey, like I played in this arena and I remember, yeah. you know, that. Like it's, there's nothing better than seeing that in sport, right? And having that impact, especially in your home state too, right? Exactly. Like, it would suck if you lived in Texas. Yeah. Do this in Texas. <laughs> Texas seems to get everything. But yeah, like it's, it's super exciting what you do. I love that you've turned, you know, passion into a job, right? I think it's a, one of the things that, a lot of college athletes would love to do and sadly not many of us get the opportunity and you know thanks to your college counselor for putting you in marketing yeah right and then <laughs> exactly you know, the kind of things falling into place and you you know you ended you ended up here and you know being in, in a in a, a family of softball you know I'm, I'm sure it's super fun when people come back to town because it's just like a big reunion for you absolutely and that's that's one thing that's special but also you know you don't hate coming to work every day. So they're effectively like a ripple effects so that you actually do better at your job because you love coming to work and all of that stuff. Yes. Um, for people listening then, what would one thing that, you know, what do you tell people about this place to come and have an experience? Like what is kind of like your, I don't know, little tips, tricks or something about this place that, hey, if you're coming down here, you should come at this time, you should see this thing. I think when we're super busy and there's thousands and thousands of people here, be patient. <laughs> no, but especially like big 12 during the OU tournament, uh, big 12 women's called world series, um, uh, arrive early. You're more than likely going to have to walk some. So wear comfortable shoes, hydrate, hydrate. Oh my gosh. In the summertime here. Um, you know, it's so July? hot. June July? It's June. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's so hot and you will be so shocked how many people like pass out because they're just dehydrated. Um, and come with a smiling face and have a good time. Yeah. Where can they um, just call call up to come in on tours and buy tickets and all that stuff? Yes. Okay. So our, our website, uh, usasoftball.com, you, you'll see Hall of Fame Complex with the events. It'll list all the events and it'll have all the information per event on there. I will link that in the description down below for people go, to go to that. And also... Um, the social media as well. Yes. We'll link the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff down below. Um, thank you so much for spending an hour and chatting and showing me around this awesome facility. Uh, I will come back when this place is packed out and support some team. I'm an OSU fan as well. Um, <laughs> so I might, I won't wear red if I come to watch an OU game, but I will happily experience somebody winning a national championship here. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. For people listening, I'll put the link in the description uh, to all the website, social media and stuff like that. And um, we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahoma.com. OklahomaHOF.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor. They do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma and without their support, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned 
Oklahoma business. Down in El Reno, they're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.